Hello, welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. I'm Justin Castle. And I'm Mike Margulies, coming at you today from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Uh, here with our guest is uh, Ben James. Ben, welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. This is a very formal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my dinner jacket. You know, I'm 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 ready for this formal interview. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, um, how's sunny New York at the moment? Sunny New York is, is it not sunny? At is the night? It's nighttime currently. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> Swing and a miss. It's eleven o'clock. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's also 11 o'clock here, but in the morning. Oh, that's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful symmetry there. I love that. I love that. Chiang Mai is pretty awesome. Haven't been here very long. Um, and so far, I've seen a ladyboy cabaret. Oh. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was fairly alarming. Yeah, you know what? I missed that. I was supposed to... I got, like, lost oh, last night. I was trying to. Um, ah. Let's go backwards, actually. Uh, you want to talk about... Yeah, we met yesterday at what a hostel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, here we are, just storming ahead. Yeah, so we met. Yes, we met at my hostel, um, which I thought Mike was staying in, but turns out he was just like a like a what do you call it, a squatter, and was just coming uh. to stay <laughs> in our in our hostel. Actually, I was coming to get, do my laundry. Um, Why are you? Yeah, I had some. They wouldn't do it here for some reason. They I don't remember why, but um, I went over there and then just saw people around and. Sat down. Just decided to come and record our lives. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing laundry right now, Mike? Or <laughs> uh, someone's doing my laundry right now. Oh God! Isn't life great that you can pay people to do your laundry? I mean, it's, it's just incredible. For like two dollars, yeah. you give someone your load, and then you take it back at clean and full. That sounds really strange. It costs two dollars. You can give someone your load. <laughs> you can also do that in Bangkok. You can do that for more than one way in Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's, How that's long has that been before we've descended into filth already? Oh, oh, hey, d- hey, it's all good in the hood. And by yeah. the way, I'm very jealous <laughs> because it cost me $35 to do my laundry the other day, and they folded it for me. So $35? to $35. You paid the extra 33 for them to fold it. Yeah. Because I was doing it doesn't get folded here. never had my laundry folded. Yeah. Never mind. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, you know what? Why don't... Ben, why don't you just tell whatever the hell you want to talk about, actually, but your story. You've been traveling for... Yeah, I've been traveling for four months. I have a fabulous beard, and I think fabulous is the only word to describe it. I'm really jealous of it. Yeah, it should I be. trimmed mine, and now I'm... And you should be ashamed that you trimmed yours. I'm, I'm ashamed. Um, anyway, no, so I've been out of England for, like, four months, and I spent three weeks in Thailand. I was, ooh, um, yeah, so I flew from London to Bangkok, uh, met up with a friend of an ex-lover, which was kind of cool. And friend of an ex-lover? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, how I, that's how I ended up with my place to stay in Bangkok, um, which is... Which is uh, anyway, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, I went to Bangkok, hung out in Thailand for about three weeks, and then I went to work in uh, Myanmar, which is Burma, um, and was living in Yangon, formerly Rangoon, for uh, two months, which was pretty epic and a very... Tell the most epic story. The most epic story, the most <laughs> epic story ever told by man. Exactly, um, that's the in, one I want to hear. In life, in life Well, it was the dawn of time. Um, no, so, yeah, no, it was just a very privileged time to be there. Um, I'd been invited to go and train early years teachers um, in this um, independent Burmese school in uh, Yangon. So it was a huge privilege. I felt very honoured to be there. Um, and I worked with these incredibly kind, genuine people um, and you were teaching teachers. I was. Te- I was. Yes, I was teaching teachers, and um, it was like I, English or no, no. I was teaching them. So the Burmese system of um, education is fairly archaic. 
because after the military junta, which was like 30 years ago, the kind of there's been a hiatus in the education system, so there hasn't been any developmental growth. And so what the school is trying to do is trying to sort of take a slightly more enlightened approach to education, because um, at the moment the Burmese education is sit down, learn this all by heart, and repeat it. That's what American uh, education systems kind yeah. of like to well, yeah. and what, do you know what, memorize, whilst, regurgitate. Yeah, but what, there, is, there is a place for rote learning. I really do believe that. I think it is a very helpful tool, but at the same time there needs to be like an encouragement of innovative thinking, imaginative thinking, creative thinking, and to be able to be an independent learner because you spend your entire life learning and if you can learn independently it makes you sort of a more worldly kind of person, I, I think. I, well, you well, know, it's, it's funny. Very, it's not very eloquent of me, but anyway. No, this is, so this is kind of I think this is like an English tradition. I met a guy recently who went to Oxford, mm. and I had never realized this, but like the system there, from what he was telling me, it's a completely different education system. Where the, the university, yeah, yeah, it has a yeah. They um, it's it, it is very much about like what you put in and what you take out. It's yeah. very like self-led. Um, but in, in yeah, and so and I was that was the first time I had heard about that. I was really shocked because you know obviously Oxford always is this prestigious university, but I didn't realize just how um, different the system was where there, it was not so much stressing the learning information, uh, regurgitating it, but it, it was like you said, it's mm -hmm. you get what you put in. So you have basically creative freedom to, to work on the creative thing from what I was gathering, right? Mm -hmm. You do creative things and then your professors, they're not telling you what to do, but they're going to tear your paper apart, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, th I think the, it, it's interesting that you're using the word creative because I think sometimes using that word creative makes it almost see, makes things seem like sort of namby-pamby, sort of flimsy, but I think what it is is taking a creative approach to how you learn and how you okay. express what you, what, what you think. And that's a really powerful tool because if you, can be, you can be creative in like, the business world, which is an incredibly amazing thing that you're doing, and I think it will become the tool that we can use in the West within the business world. Someone was telling me about it, how, like, you know, obviously, like, um, the Asian powers, like, taking over the... Not taking over, sorry, that sounds awful, but, like, who are, become, who are very strong players in the economic world in, at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, a lot of their education is incredibly rote-based, and whilst they attain very high scores in their examinations, they can't necessarily think... They, they haven't been yeah. trained to think creatively or work independently, and I think that's a massive benefit of ours. So you were teaching people uh, in uh, Myanmar, mm. formerly known as Burma. Yeah, uh, oh, well, we, can, oh, we can talk about that if you want, no, like, but, the naming well, of it. Because in Burmese, the name of the, the state is Myanmar. That has always been the name. But the junta, the military junta who took over, renamed the country Myanmar. Was this the English? No, no, the, the, the Burmese military who took over. Oh, the over. Burmese military. Yeah. So yeah. what happened was... So it wasn't a colony. I had this vision yeah. of it. It was a colony. It was a colony. It was a colony up until the Second World War yeah. and then... Sorry. It was the colony up until the Second World War of, of ours. It formed part of... Um, it was known as British Burma and actually formed, like, a, the administrative district was part of uh, the Raj, like, part of India. Um, and so we left... So like the rest of the world, it was also a British colony. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was, it was, it was. Um, and, yeah, so, but we've, we, we left Burma when the Japanese invaded during the Second World War um, and just kind of abandoned the Burmese to their fate, uh, which was fairly atrocious. Um, and then we never came back, and so there was a democratic process going on in Burma at the time, led by Bojo Aung San, um, who is the father of Aung San Suu Kyi, who is the kind of... Um, who is the great hope for the Burmese nation. Huh. Um, but she, anyway, he was assassinated, um, and then this military government took over, and the 
and they named they renamed the country Myanmar. But because their government wasn't officially recognised by the rest of the world, people have not many nations have formally recognised the country as Myanmar. Wow. Um, wow. There's so many weird uh, complexities to countries. Uh, and I think we've talked about this on the, on the show before, too, how it's not really very defined yeah. always. Like, what's a country? What's not a country? Yeah. Um, well, we were talking about it, like, just yeah. before the recording night, you know, Britain and the United Kingdom. and mm. But also, the thing I find really, which Americans often say, is how that they, they would define my accent as being a British accent, and that is entirely wrong. I, there is no one British accent. That We have hundreds of accents within our country, yeah. and my accent is specifically... Like south, southeastern England, London, slightly posh, <laughs> um, very Notting Hill, um, and we have yeah so many accents. And I was well, so I guess there's like same within the U.S. Right, so you've got I would say there's an American accent. And there's yeah. also sub accents of that. So yeah, you can have the New York accent, the Boston accent, the Houston accent. Right. The, I, the, I, the, I, Baltim- I, the Baltimore I, I, accent as well. Don't forget that one. That's yeah, hon. How you doing? Yeah. We, we, we <laughs> basically. A accent in the ben, we, Joe we, Flacco we and them Ravens, hon. We swallow, we swallow our vowels. That was my impression vowels. of Aaron Chester doing an impression. <laughs> you swallow your vowels. Yeah, like A E I O U and Y. We're like, we're going down yeah. the ocean. Ocean. Ocean City, Maryland, hon. Bloody hell. Well, you know, in, in England, we have this wonderful thing, um, and it's quite a London thing. We have something called a glottal stop. Yes, that, that is the posh term. So you take a word like butter. and we love ma- the word posh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and we, we, we take the word butter, and there are two T's in the middle, and you just totally don't say those butter. T's. So you say butter. Butter. But you say water as well. Water. 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 And that dropping of the T is known as a glottal stop. A glottal stop. Uh, it's known as a what? Glottal stop. You mean a glottal stop? A glottal, yeah. It's a glottal <laughs> stop. It's a glottal stop, yeah? A glottal so stop. You water, you've got your water, your butter, and your glottal stop. Now, now, who, now what area is that native to? What is that? Or is um, that just a... I think it... I think it I'm, everywhere. Okay, well, uh, apologies to any English listeners out there, but I think it's a... Lon- I'm sure it's a London thing. Uh, yeah. You like, better get this right. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's London. You don't really hear it. Up north, they say, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my God, they have this wonderful thing up north. So you go, in town on bus. Yeah. What? Go on in town on bus. That's not English. Which means oh I'm God. going to town on the bus. This is a, there's a scene in like Austin Powers three, where like Austin Powers and his father Mike O'Kane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is total bollocks. You know. They're they're, they're talking in Cockney rhyming slang. You know what Cockney rhyming slang is? Yeah. No. no we don't know this. Okay. Man. Right. We're, we're stupid Americans. Okay. We Cockney don't... rhyming slang is so. The Cockney accent is in East London. We have come so far from talking about Bojang Sung being assassinated, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's where the, the show, man. Going. Um, it's all tangential. So, um, is that a word? Yeah, it yeah. is now. If it isn't, yeah, no, no. This is this word. We should all use it. This is the website. Um, I love that word. I, mean, I wrote it down in my notebook a few years ago. Tangential, because I think it's a good way of life. Do you know one of my favorite words is ethereal. What is that word? Oh, like, from the ether? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's another ephemeral. Well, for a creative yeah. teacher, that's ethereal. ethereal. Creativity always feels like it's something external, right? Yeah. Like, at its best, I would say, that it's that when that ghost hits your brain and it's like, you don't even know where this, this insight came from. Mm. Boom, something from the ether. Hey, I have, an ethereal, I have an ethereal world. notion, yeah? and I wanted to, to ask uh, Ben, my ethereal Please do. Uh, question is posh. So everybody knows posh spice. Define posh in dumb terms for Victoria us. Victoria Beckham. The, our listeners. Okay, well, is that Victoria okay. Beckham? Posh spice? Okay, but, but can, can we, can I, we, I can we all say posh, not posh. posh? 
but posh. 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 The proper, posh. the proper way. Posh. Okay, proper. so posh is um, like, oh, how do you describe posh? Like, so very. <sighs> I associate it with like your like upper class. class. Oh, upper yeah, class. yeah. Basically, it, it's upper class. Yeah. Okay. Aristocratic, but, but not everyone is posh. There are a lot of people who affect being posh, and um, and people who are actually posh. But posh people would never. You would never really describe. Posh is kind of like a common term for describing someone who's upper class. Does it have a negative connotation to it? Or is it... No, that's snob. 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 Okay, Okay, so posh is like a neutral... um, Yeah, I mean, you can say... You mean, with anything, you can say, like, you know, I can say American and... Like, if I put a negative inflection on it, it would sound negative. Um, I've been living in this part of the world... The tone is everything. So it's like, yeah. yeah, and it, well, the, it, our, the English language we speak, tone is so important because we don't have any, like, because we're a Germanic language. If you actually look at German and Dutch, they have so many like cases and all these like very strong grammatic rules that we don't have in English. So a lot of English is yeah. understood by inflection and intonation. But in, and here so, we were just talking about Thai as a crazy language, where oh, if you were baffled, I'm used to you know. So in Spanish. I understand there's difference in, there's gender differences in the language. You have ma- masculine and feminine words, but here it's not that the words themselves are masculine or feminine, but if you are a man or a woman, you say different words. Wow. And that to me was just mind blowing. It's, it's it's mainly it's um yeah. But you do it in Arabic so, as well. What's the, I forgot how to say hello, hello is um, Sawadi. So Sawadi so, is hello. Sawadi and then you end it with so um Sawadi woman would say Sawadi ka and then men would say Sawati, sawati ka. Sawati ka. Yeah. Huh. So men say, yeah. So, but the cup and the ka bit is like, it's a, it's a way of being polite. Yeah. So, which, which we don't have in English. So you have to have things through like how you speak to someone. But here, if you yeah, want to be English polite to someone, is, yeah, if you want yeah. to be polite to someone, you add the cup on the car at the end. And yeah. it's particularly, like, excuse me, may I, uh, yeah. you very kind of use right. the words approaching, but yeah, the tone of your voice is, comes more mm. of a, well, although even in English, that's still a thing, right? I no, but you know, have to, I mean, gentlemen, yeah. Is the um, how is the culture? Is there is there a is it a very sexist culture? Is it very non? I mean, what have you experienced that's different than yes, anything you've Yes, it is very seen? it is very sexist, very sexist, um, and it's it's actually I think you've been here longer than really me. Really, quite a racist country yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, you can speak if to you this are, if you are not Thai, you are Farang, and you're a foreigner, and you are treated differently. And they definitely they yeah. <laughs> they definitely judge you by your race, and yes, but I think that sexist. makes it even more important to learn a little bit of the language so mm. that you get some respect. Absolutely, but so I, would, I would I would argue that wherever you go in the world, you should always make an effort to be a respectful mm-hmm. to the to the culture. So yes. if, if that means covering, like dressing modestly, then you should dress modestly. And for the men listeners out there, that's not just women. Men need to dress modestly as well. So you like you you cover where it's appropriate to cover. Uh, so like. Mm. Have you ever experienced a time when you were supposed to cover yourself and you didn't that taught you that lesson? Or is that just that something you picked no, up? No, I think I've always been... I don't know. I think I've always... Okay, I can give you a counterexample of, of this. In Rishikesh, India, uh, there was a dude um, who I'll, <laughs> I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants this as a public story, but he went skinny dipping in uh, the Ganges River, oh. the Ganga, as they call it there, which is like you know a holy river there. The Indians... He was going to do it. I don't know the whole story. I heard it a few times, like, third hand, and I think he probably told it too many times. He didn't feel like telling it anymore, but they were telling him, don't you do this, don't you do this, and he did it anyway. And basically, these Indian guys, like, just, they threw his guitar in the river, and they, he really 
I mean, I have a really offended them. Disrespectful. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, dude. But you don't, the thing is, you don't have to go far from home to to realize that you, you I mean, like, it, basically, it's levels of modesty. I think if you're walking down the street in London, you shouldn't walk down the street topless. I think that's inappropriate. Like, going into a church, you wouldn't go into a church with, like, your, well, for a man, you wouldn't go into a church with your head covered, and you wouldn't really go in in, like, a vest and shorts. If you go to the Vatican City, um, St. Peter's Basilica, which is the center of the Roman Catholic faith, um... Wow, that's a sweeping term and not entirely true, probably not. But anyway, um, so which is the, the like the main cathedral? It's um, where obviously the Pope um, lives, and you are not allowed in if you're dressed um, inappropriately. So like if your sleeves are too short or if your shorts are too short. And I saw a German, yes, German. They are the worst at this. Um, <laughs> trying to get into the um, basilica wearing like short shorts and a vest. I was like, he was stopped by the Swiss guards. Um, who sent him away, and then he tried to come back and, like, bargain his way in. You can see these Swiss guards looking at him like, no. <laughs> no, dude. This is not working, no, no, bro. No, 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 no. This is a <laughs> sacred place. You need to cover your bare skin. Oh, it's, um, you know, but it's, yeah. But it's, yeah. Anyway, well, I, it's something we, that you should just, just do. It's not hard to do, so just do it. Ben. It's just, I think, making the effort. Sorry, yes, Justin. Ben, so have you, have any, have you had any personal experiences where this has happened? Or no, where did you I pick think, up the knowledge? Where did you pick up the knowledge? I think, from? well, I don't know. I... I'm a bit of a geek, so I tend to read a huge amount. Um, and I'm so an absolute I, geek. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one of those things, like, I just like to know what are the main, like, faux pas. Like, if you're going somewhere, you're never going to know all the tiny social rules, but you can pick up on the main faux pas, like yes. taking off your shoes before you enter someone's home or a temple or whatever, or, like, covering your head if you go into a synagogue or whatever it is. Um, and it's, it, it takes five seconds to read the rules. And it takes five seconds to apply them to wherever you're going. And I, so, no, I've never had any problem because I think it's a really simple, basic thing to do. And But if you abide by those rules or if you try and speak a bit of the language, the reaction you get is amazing. Really? So Portugal, yeah, so Portugal is a place where loads of English people go and no English people speak Portuguese. I studied Portuguese at university and so speak relatively good Portuguese and my family came out to visit me and we went to Porto for Easter and we went into this restaurant and we were clearly English and the waiters could not have given a shit about us like they looked at us like oh fucking more English people coming in whatever <laughs> the second that I opened my mouth and spoke in Portuguese smiles all around every single wow. waiter wanted to come and like check up on us like come and chat to us like point out the best things on the menu suggest wine to go with like they were falling over themselves to be They appreciate helpful. the effort. Yeah. Even if you, like, don't know, uh, you can't communicate in the language, obviously, you know, fluently. Mm. But you, the fact that you are you're trying, trying mm. you're, you're trying to respect the culture, you're trying to adapt as best you can. It's a very, I think it's a human tendency is everyone always, think about every time you're mad, it's always someone else's fault. Everyone has this tendency to want to change the world around them. But you can't change the world around you. You can change yourself. So you go to a new culture, you're not going to make the culture be what you want it to be. You can make yourself be more like the mm. culture. Um, right. And same thing as, you know, Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, yeah, and I think on, on, on that point, like, you know, you, 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 do as, you do as much as you can without, like, like offending your principles as well. Yes, like, stay true lot, to yourself. Yeah, like, a lot, a lot of these countries here are incredibly sexist and homophobic and... Racist. I am not right. sexist, homophobic, or right. racist. So don't adapt so completely I, to the yeah, culture. Yeah. So <laughs> I, will, I will be as polite as possible, but if they start ranting about Muslims, I'm not going to get involved in that conversation. Or if they start telling you that women are second-class citizens, I'm not going to get involved in that conversation. Yeah. I'm not going to argue about it because you're not going to 
artful sidestepping. Yeah. You have to artfully sidestep no, those conversations. Yeah, and I'm, well, I'm it, English, so it's like a deep genetic level. <laughs> able to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Hey, Be- Ben. Um, yes. You mentioned that you, you know, you went to put. You learned Portuguese, and that you went. Mm. You mentioned school. Where, where did you go to school? Um, I went to the University of Nottingham, um, okay. which is in England, famous for Robin Hood. Um, oh, Robin Hood's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I the Sherwood Forest. The Sherwood Forest is, is that real? real? Yeah, that's a real place. Yeah, Robin I never Hood knew that. was a real person. What really? Yes, I didn't. Know. It, what did you learn in these schools? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't you don't know about Beatrix Potter. You don't know about Cotney Rhyming's uh, <laughs> they, they don't teach us this crap. We okay, uh, so they may- teach us pop culture, Kim Kardashian, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> and exactly. and try to, Cyrus. Try to wow. and a dash of Jay Z. Um, huh. Well, it, okay. So Robin Hood was a, a person. The story is. Embellished, though, yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. So it's based cool. on a real person, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the story has been very highly embellished and added yeah. to and, yeah. and interpreted but, throughout the years. Yeah, but this, this like, like, there was many stories. I think he was, I, I, mean, I don't think he was like a peasant or anything. I think he was like from the upper echelons of society. And well, that's he, what made him who he was, right? Because he was... Yeah, and he was, he was like a, like, yeah, trying to help the poor during a time when England was suffering heavily from taxes and from depopulation, from like plague and the crusades and all this sort of thing. And anyway, but that's yeah, I mean that's take from I, the rich and give to the poor. Yeah, yeah. which is rather nice. <laughs> it is. So, Although so I had this weird well, idea. I'm, we actually, I'm not entirely sure. I completely agree with his social well, views, but um, well, I think here's I was having these conversations recently about the whole capitalism. I don't want to go into this politics too much, but I think there is. Uh, directionally, we about as well. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something to say for it. There's something beautiful about a community where everyone is giving unto everybody else, and it's not essentially the me, I, me, my, everyone. But the key, I think, is the is the uh, everyone willingness. To, everyone has to buy into that. Exactly. Right? You can't force somebody. You can't steal from someone and give to someone. You can't force them to do mm-hmm. it. But if you lived, if I had like an island where it's like, hey, look, if you want to be on this island, we all have to be on the same page here, and where everyone willingly wants to be in that communal sort of... And mm. That's the most beautiful thing. Something like a microcosm of that would be at Burning Man, for example. You know? But it would... The, the thing is, I don't think the, that that is sustainable. Okay. Yeah. So eventually someone's going to be like, take yeah. advantage of the system. Well, because it's... It, but what we're talking about there is like the basics of communism. So, yeah. Like, which is, which is a beautiful idea. This idea that we can all live in harmony and all be yeah. all, all do the same amount. But people aren't like that and then yeah um, so it's, it's based just, on the idea that we can get rid of our selfishness yeah it's incredibly nihilistic about yeah, that <laughs> yeah eventually someone's going to take trust of it. anyone yeah. Yeah. there's going to yeah. be a sheriff anyway. there's going to be a sheriff of Rottingham <laughs> Nottingham <laughs> I said Rottingham yeah. sorry sorry add the uh, I, you will be the you will be Justin I'm, Castle I, I will come and get you no no, no don't I, worry I will so, so anyway I'll be quiet uh, yeah I went to uni there Oh no no no! Please, please please don't please! I think I'm talking far too much. Um, no, yeah, man, this is a, this is talking. So I went. This I is went, a podcast. <laughs> so I went to the University of Nottingham and I studied French and Portuguese and history, and uh, then I did a year abroad. So I spent time in uh, Strasbourg, which is a French city um, on the border with Germany, um, in a region of um, France called Alsace, and uh, then I was in northern Portugal um, in a place called uh, Villarreal, and um, the Portuguese had this wow, wonderful that, phrase. That's, that sounds like. 
not Portuguese to me. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Portuguese. A lot of people describe. Well, yes, because I think a lot of Portuguese people here is Brazilian Portuguese, no? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all like. But Portuguese Portuguese is like really guttural and strong. Really, I associate yeah. it as like very similar to like say Spanish Italian. Yeah, it is. But it then is. like the that sound is more of like. I don't know, something you'd associate with, say, German or Hebrew than that. Yeah, it's, well, Portuguese is an amazing, amazing language. And they have this, well, I was staying in this place called Villa Real, and yeah. um, I would, in, in English, we'd say the middle of nowhere, but in Portuguese, they say no coup de Judas, which means in Judas's arsehole. What? And that means the middle of nowhere. Isn't that great? <laughs> and they also have this other wonderful term. phrase, which I really love, which is the Spanian vent, named bon vento, named bon casamento, which means neither good winds nor good marriages come from Spain. And it kind of perfectly wow. encapsulates their feeling about the Spanish. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, though. Like, currently, there's... Yeah. the Spanian vent, named bon vento, named bon casamento. Because Spain is to the east... Just Neither good winds nor good marriages oh, come oh, from yeah, Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was because from from Spain, Spain, Spain to the east, so you get the easterly winds, which are always cold for us. Um, and then they have this like history between Spain and Portugal, like bad marriages between the royal families and all the rest. And so yeah. that's where it came from. Wow. Um, yeah. So you it's went. Funny that I w- Go ahead, my friend. If you had a thought, that's fine. I was just going to no, ask you. No, I nope. <laughs> I didn't have any thoughts that were important. All right, so so Oscar. Ben, so you went, so you went, you you spent a lot of time in these other places. Is that what? Is that kind of what stemmed and what inspired this current trip? What what stage are you? How much? How many huh. years later are you? I don't really know. Uh, do you, to, to, to be honest, um, um, yes. Okay, um, so I was in Portugal when I was twenty. So that's about seven years ago now. Oh, we're the same age. Oh, are we? Yeah, there you go. When, so 1986? Yeah, man. We're all 86 or great year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all Year of the Tiger. Yeah. Ah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm Chinese Year of the Tiger. I'm in Leo by the European Zodiac and my Burmese Zodiac. By the way, you can play I'm with tigers tiger. in the city. Have you done that yet? No, because I really disagree with it. Actually, okay. I don't, I, I, Sorry, I'm with on, you. Hang on. We, we're talking. Okay. <laughs> we're too many tangents. Um, so, I'll get you back. why am I traveling? I am traveling because I quit my job and I rented out my flat and not to get my little violin out, but I was having kind of a tiny bit of a miserable time in London. And um, these are common threads, though, right? Yeah. I'd say most travelers you meet, there's some element of something sad in their story. Then yeah. It's like, yeah, there was like you need the darkness to get you to pop out a little the, bit. Yes, the darkest part of the night comes before the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman quote. It's total bollocks, though, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, as they say, it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. So it's better to do something than just like wallow in your misery. That's beautiful. <sighs> yes, yes. It all comes from my beard, which you know. Oh, if you had a beard, I would be wiser you if I had be a beard. If I had a British accent and a beard, I would. Mm. I would be a lot smarter. Oh my God! You know the British accent. The British, British accent. The English. My English accent is really good because I really ham it up if I need to get somewhere. So you can make it a bit more posh. And you sound like such a bumbling fool. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Would you mind awfully if I could possibly just you know cut in front of you here and buy my ticket? <laughs> and you're just like being an asshole really politely. Oh God! Really, really. Well. People can't resist. It's, so it's like, nice a, about, it's like yeah. a hypnotic oh effect. And Americans go crazy for it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you, go to, you go to the U.S., girls will just fawn over that. It's, it's a fetish, isn't it, in the States? I think it is, yeah. Totally. I would say Definitely. I would say does it work so. the opposite? If I go to England, uh, are the chicks just going to love me for an American accent? I don't think no. it works that way, does it? No. I think American accents, we just sound stupider. 
um, British people sound smarter. Yeah. It's always like the... W- no, but not all English accents. There are some English accents. Oh, yeah. The, you're total divs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could... Do you use the word div in America? I have no idea what that word means. Like an idiot. A div. Div. D-I-V. So many slang words in, Eng- I know, in I know. English English. I know. It's such a beautiful, rich tapestry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just slang. painting uh, in the air weird. with your you words. Oh, well, you this poetry is just... <laughs> it's just, it's just is like, it the beard or is it the English that's oh, causing this poetry to come from you? It's just me. It's me. It's uh, my spirit. <laughs> it's my spirit. <laughs> um, no, anyway, yeah, so um, traveling broke up with, um, with someone over a year ago now and... Everything was rather messy with the affairs of the heart and uh, didn't like my job. No, it did like my job. That's unfair. I loved my job, but it was just time to leave. And I'm very lucky. I own my flat in London, so I rented it out to a friend of my brother's and I buggered off. There's, okay, you just reminded me of a really good quote I heard on a Joe Rogan's quotation. podcast. It's a quotation. A quotation. You quote a quotation. Okay. Quote is the verb, quotation is the noun. So you hear these my things, apolo- like... My apologies, good sir. Yeah, no, you, you will be sorry. You will be sorry. Um, this like dude says, quit as many times as you can until you find something you don't want to leave. And I think that's beautiful. So even if you... Maybe you like where you are, but you know what? Hey, it's time to bounce. It's time okay. to bounce. Do you know what? My, I can, my, one of my favorite quotations is something my grandmother used to say, uh, which is, worst things happen at sea. Isn't that great? Like, yeah, your situation yeah. may be bad now, but you're not, you're not being tossed around in a boat and, like, having to, like, face storms. Like, worst things happen at sea. Yeah, yeah. Get on with it, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah particularly That's... sort of, I like, post-war kind of sentiment, I think. Like, yeah. No, it's not. I mean, what's cool, English, England has such a... Um, obviously, it's been an older country than the U.S., so there's all this rich history, so many more traditions and words and phrases and come from a deep, rich history. And so it's... There's a lot more metaphors that can be pulled, and yeah. it's kind of oh, it's it's nice. nice. God, there's some beautiful things. Yeah, um, yeah, and some things I think more to say. Lovely about like some English like sentiments of poetry or, or you know things that are written on oh gravestones. My God, um, is there something so incredibly reserved about it? So you kind of there's this deep well of emotion, and it's just like encapsulated in an incredibly reserved way. Yeah, and there's something so powerful about it. Like um, there's a hymn which is called "Abide with Me." Um, in English, and it's the dude abides. Sorry, sorry? That's just <laughs> quoting the big. It was um, a quotation. The big Lebowski. The big Lebowski. <laughs> but you quoted it. That's I quoted right. the quotation yeah, from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, but it's this very beautiful hymn that's often sung at funerals, and it's just the phrase "Abide with me." Okay, it's so lovely. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. And was, oh my god. This, anyway, no. Ben, I you, ben, you sound funny. you sound like a, an English teacher. And I think that's, I think it's come. I swear, every you know, you're very knowledgeable. It sounds like you, you know, you're you're teaching us all these these wonderful things. He's a teacher, <laughs> and no, it no, makes no, perfect not, not, sense. Not teaching, not teaching, sharing. I think sharing is probably oh, sharing. That's nice, actually. Because yeah. I, Edu- I, I, I think sometimes educating. How about that? I think learning with. Because <laughs> um, I think sometimes I think sometimes yeah. there's that separation. If you're like your teacher, ergo you know everything. It's like I think you always. Spend your entire life learning. That's, I, that is awesome. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Which is really nice. That's the, that was my rejection with, and I um, and I did the, the meditation course recently. I oh, I learned so much from that course, but my rejection of it was the fact that they were pressing this whole idea of enlightenment. To me, the idea of enlightenment is like to say, hey, you can. Uh, there's a final end goal. You can get to a point where you can no longer grow as a human being. And to me, it's like, wait, hold on a minute. 
how can you say that you can't continue to learn and continue to grow? Maybe. Life is a journey, not you're a destination. Per- you're permanently learning, like yes. as you as you as you grow as, as you grow. Oh no, I didn't know right. As you're living, you're like you learn something every single day. If you actually open your mind, you will learn something every single Absolutely. day. Absolutely, yeah. and you may not remember everything, and you may not and you may not agree with everything that you learn, but you you still like take on board something yes. every single day. T- um, and it doesn't have to be like you know Nietzsche's philosophy on whatever. It right. could just be. You know how to chop an onion properly, or whatever it is. But you've still learned something, and and you shouldn't you shouldn't belittle even if you're just learning something really really basic like yeah. chopping an onion. And it's we all learn from everybody. And I, it's I, I have this, and it's not being afraid to learn from everyone. Yeah, well, take what you like, reject what you don't, and maintain your individuality while ever learning. Is yes. uh, kind of my mantra. I these like days. that. And by the way, I have a room, an old roommate that could definitely benefit from learning how to chop an onion because he can't cook with shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cook for my grandfather had never cooked in his life and my grandmother died from a very long illness and he taught himself how to cook at the age of 75 and his mantra was if you can read you can cook that's excellent isn't that cool it is cool like he never cooked he never boiled an egg um, so and he just taught himself to cook and actually was a fantastic cook by the well, way and that's not just cooking it's you can learn how to do anything if you just decide oh, you yeah. want to learn yeah. how to do he it he started painting as well yeah like after Gaga died he just started painting and cooking and did uh, rock climbing which was rather wow terrifying. wow um, yeah he was he, no he was really cool he was like a, like an old naval guy um, we have this actually found this amazing photograph of him in like post-war Singapore and he's essentially sitting in a bucket <laughs> Like with these two beautiful women draped either side of him, he's got a pipe in his mouth. Like, oh, Papa, you're so cool. <laughs> um, Did he have a beard? You know, he had a mustache. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, the mustache. Think, yeah, you know, is Ben go yeah, for the mustache. Fancy. Go for the mustache. <laughs> oh no, the mustache can be done. So but my my grandfather had this really wonderful face and a very Roman nose and like incredibly tall and broad and like the mustache was just kind of perfect. And he was very mm. cool. George Vivian, no, George Frederick Vivian Douglas. <laughs> that was his name. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. Basically, sweet, was totally devoted to my grandmother, and so really loved if, if you get Can a you? Pi- if you get a picture of him, definitely send it our way with uh, if it, with your permission and everyone's permission. We'd definitely post a picture of the mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mustache. Once, um, he he shaved half it off to see what it would look like as well. Just um, ha- just him. Just half? <laughs> yes. Yes, he then, he then eventually shaved the whole thing he off. He shaved half, like, two-faced. Like, he shaved half it off to, like, make us all laugh. That's awesome. <laughs> but he used to also... He used to, um... He used to sing whilst he was on the loo, and it was for our benefit, I think. So he'd go to the loo, and he'd be like... Tiddly-pom, dum-ba-dum-ba-dum, tiddly-pom, blah 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 like this. And it's like, Sweet. <laughs> so cool. And so my mum has a house in France, and Papa had this, um... Had this rule, like, on the 1st of August, he would swim. So he wouldn't swim in July at all. The 1st of August would come, he would dive into the pool. Dive into the pool and then, like, execute this perfect backstroke up and down the pool. Amazing. Wow. Only the 1st of the month. The 1st of August. 1st of August. 1st of August, yes, absolutely. Only time the entire year. Mm. He would go swimming 1st of August. Oh, no, he would then swim for August whilst he was in Uh, France, but um, he wouldn't swim until the 1st of August. I don't know why. He also had this rule about books. If If the book hasn't grabbed you by 70 pages in then give up on it. But if you've gone over the 70-page mark... You must finish. You have to finish it. Wow. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's a good man. Good man. So you, are, you also had had bombed a... the Japanese during the war and oh, had some fairly, <laughs> some fairly racist views. I never, knew <laughs> any of my, I never knew any of my grandpas, so that's kind of oh, cool. Uh, 
That's pretty uh, cool. Uh, I didn't know the other one died. But, uh, yeah. I, so I am. I'm actually really curious to hear um, that. The, 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 I guess it was the last the blanks in the story where so you had this you know, relationship. Uh, you left uh, England after in the wake of this, and then started teaching creativity. Well, okay, like, okay, okay. Not 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 so much in the wake of the breakup. We broke up, and then. I didn't really want to tell the, the um, no, don't, don't, story. No, don't tell it. Yeah, tell whatever no, you want to tell. Because I actually, I actually come out like the Antichrist in that, in that okay. version because I committed just the most heinous breakup ever. Um, so every I, saint has a, has a past and every sinner has a future. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I, I hope I have a future. <laughs> no, so I, um, yeah. so I dumped him over the phone on his birthday yeah. a month after we'd moved in together. Oh, jeez. I I Antichrist. I dude, I I my first relationship, I broke up with her with uh her name is Shelby and I broke up with her like on our anniversary weekend. She came to visit me. Uh we were going to different uh schools. She came to visit me for our anniversary and I broke up with her. In my mind, I was trying to do the right thing cuz I wanted to do it in person. Uh, I thought it's better than over the phone. I want to do it in person. Um but really it was just uh, I realized afterwards that it was you know, not the right way to go about it. But if what I really should have done is, you know, I should have gone to her there and then done no, it. There is no right way to do it. Yeah. There is no, no right way. There are better ways. And yeah. for all you listeners out there, in the middle of the night on the phone on their birthday, a month after you've moved in together, not yeah. the right way. Okay? <laughs> There's well, no wrong way to eat a Reese's. So... There's no right way to do a breakup. <laughs> no. It's, it's hard. It's yeah. hard because you can wait and wait and wait for the opportune moment. And then it, it never is. It'll never be there. It'll never yeah. be there. And then yeah. you just wallow, and then you both feel like crap because they're into you, and you're yeah. not really into them, and you know you're going to break up, but they don't really know it. And then it's just oh, anti... Gosh. When it happens, oh, it's just a awful. crap. But it's funny, so you know, we, we've all been through these, like, these situations, and it's something, it's like a taboo subject for some reason, right? Like, we all have these weird uh, relationships, sex stories, and it's always these taboo things that no one, everyone knows and has in their mind, but we don't, we don't touch What's on. What's the weirdest sex story? My weirdest sex story. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Just, uh, like, just like a brief outline. Uh, sex on a beer pong table after a college party. What's a beer pong table? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, it's like oh, the, the drinking. It's you have these cups set up, and you're oh, and you have to throw the ball, throw the ball into, into the, cup, the cup, and then you drink the cup. Yeah, uh-uh. and so after the party's over, there was a, cu- a table with beer and everything on God, it. It must have been sticky. It, yeah, exactly. That was exactly. And so <laughs> I heard that the second that came out of my mouth. Um, oh dear. Yeah. Um, so uh, Justin, what's your weirdest sex story? <laughs> what I feel like I'm on like Doctor Phil or something. Yeah, well, you are. Maybe you are. We've got you linked in some other recording somewhere else. So, yeah, what's your weirdest sex story? What is my weirdest sex Do I really want to say this right now? I don't know if I want to. Yeah, right. go All on. Right. Go All on. right. Sharing um, is caring. What is my weirdest one? Okay, it was at a... It's one of them. They're, they're all weird, but this one I was <laughs> at a... <laughs> yeah. Sex is weird. I was Sex at a... Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, we're interrupting you. I was at this... I think I was at the same apartment that Michael was discussing. Um, it was at Mike's place uh, at a... After, oh, yeah. After a New Year's The Eve, New Year's party. New Year's Eve party where we got locked in 
our <laughs> apartment. So uh, many weird things happened in that apartment, man. Oh, God. We, we had hit wow, Mike. We're about to open a whole can of worms here. This is amazing. Circle <laughs> of trust, people. Circle of trust. Share, Circle share, of share. trust that's going to be published to the world on the internet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, this this is the pod. This is the radio slash podcast life. You got to bear it all. Um, True. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I it was at this party. Um, all my friends were there. We had a we had a we drank all night. We got locked in because this guy down down the hallway wanted to beat somebody up at our at our party. Um, Michael got a black sure. eye that wow. night. Then everybody was passed yeah, out. Yeah, I was trying to be the peacekeeper, actually. This, they were mad. There was someone who gave someone the finger, and this other party in the hall was mad. And I was trying to be, play peacekeeper. And later on, after I thought the dust had settled, I opened the door to, to who I thought was my friend, and this guy threw the doorway, punches me in the eyeball. And my friends just slammed the door shut immediately. Next thing we know, what? Well, you can you tell this part of the story, Justin. This I don't know if I want found. to tell this part. I want to. So we didn't, we didn't know it at the time, but apparently this was unbeknownst to us. Apparently, we incidentally cut this guy's finger off, and we didn't oh, know. Yeah, we didn't. Christ, on yeah. this thread. Like literally, while he punches me in the eye through the door, and the, the, you know, my friend slammed the door shut. It sliced oh, the tip of his pinky. Now, <laughs> that must have been awful. We yeah, did. We didn't know what happened. We we were so scared. We we cl- shut the door and said we were calling the cops. We called the cops. Meanwhile, his friends were banging outside for several hours, and we wouldn't let them in. People were jumping off the balcony to escape from this place because it was we were holed in. People were trying to come in and, and fight. It was just... So was, when in this time, after cutting off someone's finger, did you manage to have a weird sex story? <laughs> I, I want to hear that. Isn't that like, already a weird sex story? The finger got cut off? The whole yeah, but was the finger involved in the sex? <laughs> oh, so geez, I hope not. It was really not. Odd. It was not. Okay, good. All right, after all, these, all, after all said events, uh, later that evening... Everyone takes their respective places in this open living room. Uh, you know, there are mm-hmm. blow-up beds. There, there are, um, you know, mattresses. There are couches. People are sleeping on the floor. I claimed a couch, and I. It took place on the couch while there were probably a dozen people in the same room who I thought were sleeping at the time. Classy. Who later told me that that I, <laughs> they none of them were asleep. So, oh, no. of course it, not. <laughs> was, it, was, was it loud? What I, you were doing, or was it I didn't think fairly it was. restrained? I didn't think it was at the time, but then again, <laughs> I probably wasn't thinking. Uh, huh. Oh man, no, probably yeah. not. What there a crazy go. night that was. Yeah. So, so now, what? So your turn, Mr. Ben. My turn. I'm just. I'm just trying to think. Um, I am so you know pure and devout. I've never <laughs> had no. Um, let me think. Let me think. A uh, couple of weird moments. Um, so once, okay, once in a corridor and we were caught, um, yeah, it wasn't full kind of, you know, it wasn't full on, but we, so we'd finished our, I suppose you'd call it midterm exams and we'd checked our results and we'd passed and we'd been drinking with friends and it was great fun. So we went, so me and, um, uh, well, my boyfriend at the time, we went to the French department and were, and and this is really big, wide corridors. And we started just, you know, getting a bit excited up against one of the notice boards. And the door at the other end of the corridor opened. And this oh, guy's no. like, Oi, lads! 
I, I just shouted, run! And so we pulled up our trousers and ran. I'd never run like that in my life. Um, anyway, we, we ran very fast. With your trousers half up? No, no, we pulled them up at that point. Okay. And another time... Oh, no, that's just... Uh, you know... Other uh, times. Yeah, there were, well, there were lots of other times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a... In a... I don't know. I, I just come across really badly in all these stories. Yeah, in a moving car, in a, in a loo, in Greenwich Park. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so tell us about some creativity. <laughs> I want to get back to... Wait, I think we should get to the teachers. We should go back to teaching. Let's go from sex yeah, to I actually, I actually, I was, I, I was really interested in that whole idea of the, create, the teaching creativity thing. Um, I did want to actually hear about that. Sorry, yes. No, I'll, that was something... I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get to it. Let's get to it now. So I went to Burma. Amazing teachers because... I would not have been able to do what I did without their full support and their enthusiasm and their energy. And it was truly humbling, absolutely humbling, because they were most wonderful people I think I've ever ever worked with. So how do you teach teachers to teach creatively versus traditional? You show them. Can you give an example of of what the teaching method would be? Teach me right now how to teach someone creative. Uh, So it's trying to think outside... No, it's just trying to yeah, it's trying to think creatively about it. Okay, so learning how to write. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does that involve? What would you think learning how to write involves? So to me today or when I was in school? No, no, right now, just like right now, I take out a notebook and a pen and I write. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so what you need to know then is kind of like what the tools you need to use are, how to hold the pen, okay. and then kind of like it's control, isn't it? So first of all, it's partially about holding a pen um, which and you use your um, index finger and your thumb for that and you tuck your other fingers away so part of it is showing children how to hold pens okay and then gaining control with the pen okay so what they were doing was giving the child a pen and then like copy out letters which is really fucking dumb because at that point those letters don't mean anything right. to that child. They are just squiggles on a page. Yeah. So what you do is you get children to paint. You get them to draw. You get them to pop, um, you know, bubble wrap? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you love get that them to stuff. pop bubble wrap. You get them to do buttons up. Anything that will strengthen their fingers, like fiddly stuff with their oh, fingers. Um, so, which, uh, which is really fun for children because it's like working out little puzzles. But the more you strengthen their fingers and the more you strengthen their arms, so like it's a mixture of gross motor and fine motor. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by defining that. Um, like, you know, so like you play catch with them, which strengthens their arms, you get them to paint, which strengthens their like fine motor, and you get them to draw as much as you can, and then you bring it to... And they're learning and don't realize they're learning. Having fun. Absolutely. So they're having fun, and they're learning a skill. I remember showing these uh, parents in London, they were like, oh, my son can't write, and I said, well, okay, but I've been telling you to draw with him. Oh yeah, but what will drawing do? So I took a piece of paper, and I drew a stick man on a piece of paper and I handed the pen to the father who was Cambridge educated I hasten to add and a very powerful figure in the city and I said draw that please and so he drew the stick man then I wrote the word man underneath the man and I and said can you write man underneath your picture and he wrote man underneath his picture copying what I'd done and I said look at the two things that you've done there what skills did you use to create A the stick man and then those letters and he was like oh the same skills I was like, yes, because you were using, you were, it was all about control, about like visual distinction between shapes and all the rest. Like, you are using the same skills. So by drawing, you are preparing your child to write. And you cannot, like, it is the most 
helpful skill for reading and writing because you're like you're looking at different shapes, you're like seeing that the circle is different to the line and all the rest, and that is what reading and writing is. It's like looking That's... at patterns and shapes and recreating them. And so, it's the most simple thing that you can show someone. But the minute they get it, they're like, oh, obviously, yes, of course. And that's brilliant. Man. That's wow. beautiful. So, so, so that was one of the things, and it was just like getting them to just be a bit more excited about what they were doing. Because I think the teachers in the school found the curriculum that they were working with really dull. And if you are a teacher are bored with what you're doing, chances are the children are bored as well. Huh. Yeah. So you just... And it's about being energetic. Because, engaging. Yeah, engaging with them. And children bring a huge level of energy to what they're doing, and it is only fair to meet them halfway. And like you said, you should also realise that you're learning from the children Absolutely. as much as they're learning from you. Absolutely. Those children will know more in their lifetime than you are. Yeah. Don't there's a there's a rabbinical quotation which says something along the lines of like don't we're for members of the tribe so oh well yeah. there you go it's, it's something I wish I could remember perfectly it's so beautiful it's something to do like don't basically don't imprison children in your time frame because they are of another time and will yeah. know more than you and it's really beautiful very eloquent and I wish I could remember what the rabbi is called um, and I wish I could quote it properly. hello my Maimonides yeah I don't know but I know. I know a wise man who was also a trumpet player, Louis Armstrong, who said, I yeah, see huh? babies cry, I watch them grow, oh, uh-huh. no much more than I'll never know. Than I'll oh, ever yes. know. And I think to myself, I love, love that song. What a wonderful you, my, world. My favorite lyrics in that is, um, I see friends shaking hands saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I, I love you. You know that bit? No, yeah. but it sounds beautiful. It's really nice. It's like I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" They're really saying, "I love you." It's just like that's great. that's so nice. Okay, so on this note, I think uh, maybe this podcast has come yeah. full circle. Bloody hell! How long have we been talking for? Uh, about fifty minutes. Christ, um, right. this is bre- this is beautiful. Though. All right, well, you know, God save the Queen and uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that jazz. We have one more. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? Oh yeah, um, we have the, our question. I forgot. <laughs> anything? Anything I want to add? Um, oh, do you God, have anything so you want to plug? Any, well, ask him the question. Add, a website, a oh. blog. Oh yeah, do you want to plug anything? Uh, if not. We uh, can also always add it later. Oh yeah, no. Check out. There's this London band. Band. They're called Auto Heart. Um, they're really good. They've got some really nice songs. Um, Auto as in A U T O, and then Heart as in what other Auto? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a strange accent. You may not understand. Oh, okay. um, and Very it's all true. one word. And they've got songs like Sailor Song, Control, Moscow, Lent. They're, they're, anyway, really cool songs. Check them out on YouTube. I really like them. Yeah. Brilliant. There you go. All right. And I'm sure I could add more to yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. That, I'm not actually part of them. I don't know. No, them, well, that's good. That's helping the... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Justin, go ahead, man. Okay, <laughs> now, Ben, thank you for your time. We want to know, as to wrap You're things welcome. up... Thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, we want to know, what is one, of the th- what is one thing you want to do before you die? Okay, the Skype connection's breaking up. But, what, okay, can you one hear One thing me? I want to do before I die? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can yeah. hear you now. Go ahead. So, one, one, thing before, one thing I want to do before I die? Correct. Yes. Uh... Oh, my God. Uh, there are lots of things. Uh, okay, one thing that I want to do before I die that I'm hopefully going to achieve before I get home, um, before I get back to London during this trip, is I would like to go and hear Mass at the Holy Sepulchre, which is the church that is built over the Tomb of Christ in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So there we go. That's one thing I'd really like to do. Good answer. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. 
Well, uh, well thanks again for your time. Um, You're most welcome. Big love to, you know, the Big Apple. And, um, you know, have a marvellous time. And enjoy the... Re- oh, I was about to enjoy the rest of your day, but you're going to bed now, so... <laughs> I will enjoy tight. the rest of my day. <laughs> Don't let the bed bugs bite, you know. Sweet dreams. And um, it's been lovely chatting. Thank you so much oh, for yeah. coming on, man. I loved it. Loved it. Thank you. Such fun. Um, All right. Anyway... All right, everyone, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to Walking the Earth podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.